You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Today's episode is with Sylvie Macmillan, and she does nails. So she does manicures, she does pedicures, but on a very high level, like she's doing great editorial looks. She's creating these like kind of almost like conceptual nails for runway shows. And I just love talking to her. And I never thought I could spend an hour talking to someone just about nails, but Sylvie just made the conversation so fascinating. And I think the other thing I really appreciate is people who are dedicated to their craft, right? Like you can tell she just like lives and breathes this. The other thing that I love talking to her about was just, you know, I think in the US, I get very caught up with like the clean beauty movement and like five free nail polish. And Sylvie's from the UK and just kind of her just getting more down to earth about like nails and the fact that they're just already dead. Um, it's really a great perspective that I appreciated from her. But honestly, I can tell you that after having this conversation with Sylvie, the next week when I was back in New York, I booked a manicure. I got gel extensions for the first time. I got like a chrome dip. Like for the first time in my life, I had crazy like long nails. I still have them now, except two of them have broken. So one thing that I didn't realize about having a glamorous manicure is that you have to have a similarly glamorous life and not have to open things so that they don't break all the time. But I still love the experience. And now I'm just going to approach my manis and petties with a greater intention and just have more fun with it. So I think you guys are going to love this interview. I learned so much. And Sylvie, thank you so much for being on the show. To support the show, please make sure that you rate and subscribe to the Naked Beauty Podcast. If you have time, you could write a review on the Apple Podcast app. That is always appreciated. And yeah, just share it with people. If people ask you what podcast you're loving right now, let them know that Naked Beauty is one that they should be listening to. All right, let's get into the episode with Sylvie. And thank you all for the support. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, 
Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Sitting here with Sylvie Macmillan. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on pleasure. Naked Beauty. Very last minute, like just today. Have you done a podcast before? Never. Oh my First time. Honored. Bye. Honored. <laughs> Don't be terrified, and you've but you've had press moments, yeah, and yeah. you've you've had your work talked about and shown in very public places. Mm. Could you just give the audience like a brief overview of of how you would describe yourself? Okay, so I'm a, a session nail technician who I do private clients too, but I am always working mobile. So I'm either going to a private client's house to do their nails, or I'm doing nails for photography or fashion runway. All sorts. Yeah. Yes. So just sort of either hyper-creative nails or at-home sort of um, sessions with private clients, yeah. And you're being very humble, but your work, I mean, you've done Fashion Week, you've done some like a lot of amazing editorial work. Where has your work been? All over. So I guess some of the sort of regular sort of jobs I do. So I do all of the sort of runway for Asai, all of the nails for his shows, um, which is always super fun because... It's always something so different each time. And he's really, he really knows like the impact that have like hands have on, on a look. And, you know, nails can be just as important as jewelry. So it's kind of, it's exciting to working with people like that. Yes. Magazines, dazed, Vogue, all of those. Casual uh, Vogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All sorts. Like, yeah. I thought you were going to describe yourself actually as an artist not a nail technician because well, I see what you do I, I see like na- you're an artist and nails are your canvas mm, no it's true like I, I think like the whole hand or foot is a canvas you know manicure like translates as um care of the hand so it's like really fun to just like beautify all of it which I which I really love and I guess like yeah artist but then I'm always working to a brief so in a sense I'm like maybe more of a designer in that way because sure. like you know if it's for I want to like the the look of the the whole outfit on the model to look right, and it's not just for me. Like nail art should it should complement everything. So yeah, I guess it's always working within brief. So artists sometimes, I guess, if it's just on me by myself, like playing around at home. But then you know it changes all the time, yeah. depending on who you're working with. Mm. Well, I was so embarrassed on the way here because I looked down at my nails and I was like, Brooke, "Don't be, don't I have, you have no polish on oh. you. Your nails are just not up to par." Uh, but but I mean, now I see you have plain nails. I have plain nails, so I feel better. There's so, still like a, a very nice plain. Well, but. I mean, like looking after your hands and feet is actually just such a like actually almost a relentless, thankless task in a way yeah. because you are stood on your feet the entire time your hands are touching absolutely everything like it's just so hard to keep them looking good and it's I mean that's why it makes you feel so wonderful when you have them looking nice because it's like so wow true. this is a rare delicious moment <laughs> it's, it's so amazing because I just got into nail art recently mm. like I remember maybe was it like six seven years ago where nail art was really popular and everyone yeah. was getting like designs on their nails I remember that wave and then it kind of stopped mm. 
And then for me personally, I think in my mind, I decided it wasn't sophisticated. I thought it was kind of tacky. And then like maybe in the past year or so, I've been like, oh, it's actually really incredible. And I've been like overpaying for these really elaborate manicures. It just feels so good when it's done. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I don't know. It's nail art. I mean, sometimes people consider it like a bit trashy or whatever. But I mean, it's nice to have like conviction in what you like. If you like having like some sparkle and you like things being a bit more elaborate on your hands, then that's so nice. But you might not be in the mood for that all the time. It's okay to dip in and out of things like this, I think. Like, you know, it's sometimes, you know, I'm kind of all or nothing. I'll either my nails will be like so long and so ridiculous and so fun and I've spent like three hours on them or whatever. (laughs) Or like, you know, they'll just be really simple shellac or absolutely nothing. You know, it's kind of, yeah, very much all or nothing. And it's got to suit what you want at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you get into this work? So I don't actually have a beauty background necessarily. Um, Before I was, I've done so many different jobs, but the one that I enjoyed the most before doing nails was definitely doing model making. So that was like sculpting for sort of like professional commercial needs. So like... Makes you know, sense. yeah. So like, some, I've seen some of your very long yeah. nails. It's yeah. definitely sculpture. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so model making, I really loved it, but you're actually, there is really very little creativity in it because you're always working to someone's like very specific design already. And I love all the techniques in model making so much, but it's also quite a solitary job. And I really, I was kind of, I got to this point where I was sort of like, I don't know if I'm really enjoying what I'm doing quite enough I'm enjoying the techniques but there's something missing and I kind of just had this sort of like eureka moment like why aren't I doing nails this is crazy like I love nails and I think I love the impact beauty industry has on like you know because it can make people feel so good you know it can really make people feel so good about themselves and and nails is a very intimate thing and, you know, I just also kind of felt like there weren't the kinds of nails that I wanted to see out there either. So you kind of think like, well, maybe other people would want to see some like interesting nails. And, you know, if I've got this skill set already where I can do really good precision painting, I'm really good at sculpting and like sanding and all of these things that are needed for nails. I really just need to learn the anatomy, the hygiene, all of the stuff that's really important in nails. And I'll be able to sort of cross them over a bit better. And growing up, were you always interested in nails like can you remember early days like yeah I think um my mum's friend bought me like a Hello Kitty uh, (laughs) nail kit which I was pretty obsessed with but I think like maybe I didn't get into beauty early on enough because I think in my household I was kind of always encouraged to like really try how do I describe it like maybe like try like rougher things you know like encourage to do things like you chopping wood you or siblings? yeah I have an older brother yeah it's gonna yeah say, yeah and my mom's like family. a sheep farmer and my dad's like a engineer so it was always kind of that like yeah you're learning how to like make things but it was like never for beauty it was always for like sort of yeah design or art or whatever which obviously I loved but like I kind of maybe discounted the idea of working in beauty also because you don't know the the level that you can get to in beauty right and how, to, and how to break in yeah, if you're only seeing people just like going to college and then working in a salon, it maybe might not be so exciting to you. Right. Which obviously it's like an amazing job to work in a salon if you find the right one. That's like not to know yeah. just to anyone working in a salon. I think Shout it's really important. The Wa Nails, which I know is closing. Yeah. Is, you know, just is like such an iconic London yeah. institution that Sean yeah. has created. And like such a great community for girls to be in, I think. Yes. Like that's why Nails is so much, like is so 
wonderful for that. You sit opposite someone, you hold their hand, you pay attention to them. It's like, it's the, it's why it's called beauty therapy. It's so good at bringing people together. Yeah. I'm so happy you said you pay attention to them because in New York, I see so many women go and get their nails done and they never engage with the woman doing their nails. They never check in. They never ask them how they are. And a lot of times in New York, a lot of the salons, the nail techs don't speak English yeah. or, or they speak English, but maybe limited English. Mm. But there's just very little effort to even introduce yourself or acknowledge this person, which I always yeah. find so rude. Does that happen here too? I, th- I don't know. I mean, it probably does, but I, don't, I think the language barrier isn't even a an excuse. I agree. You know, I've, I've had clients where they don't speak English and like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them yeah. <laughs> in like, in a way they'll understand. I'll show them all different products and I'll, you know, right. get out of them what like I need to know and like make sure that they, you know, they can do be thumbs up or thumbs down yes. for whatever, you know, it's like the, I think the language barrier isn't really an excuse. Right. And I think also it's a bit disrespectful to nail techs to like have them just treating your hands and feet and like, just not really appreciating their existence right or acknowledging them yeah yeah i think it's rude like i don't i don't really like that i see it all the time people are just getting a pedicure just on their phone the whole time yeah and they just kind of like look up and pay yeah so so weird i I couldn't do that to someone touching my body i know No, and I mean, yeah. but I'm also one of these people. I always go back to the same place. Like yeah, everyone's name. Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely. So, where did you grow up with your sheep farmer mother and mm. engineering father? Yeah, so like in Bath. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know that side of Bath. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful Stunning. area. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, but not necessarily the most high fashion editorial. Uh, I mean, it's like such a stunning historical place. But I think for me, it was kind of always looking back. Mm. And never looking forward. And it's because it has such amazing history that it's doing that. But I needed, I wanted to get out as quickly as I could. Like, don't get me wrong, Bath is so stunning and it has some of the best people in it in the world. But I, yeah, I wanted to like try other things. Yeah. What was it like for you growing up there? Were you into beauty? Did you consider yourself beautiful growing up? Um, you know, I think maybe I've always dipped in and out of like versions of like, you know, insecurity than big headedness and. <laughs> You know, the whole thing that you go through when you're a teenager, you try it all out, don't you? But yeah, I mean, I was always interested in beauty. Like, yeah, I was just trying stuff out myself. How did you access it? Because now kids have the internet, so they're mm-hmm. able to access it so much more. Like, was it magazines from magazines. growing up? Yes, uh, Yeah, like, just like even, you know, just, yeah, buying so many copies of Vogue. Like, yeah, so many. So many. Yeah, Wallpapering your room. Them. Yeah, exactly. Same. And I always found the beauty shoots in those, like, really incredible. You know, I thought, like, the... The ideas for makeup were amazing. Yes. Yeah, really, really cool. Irving Penn had some incredible, incredible yeah. the editorial. Yeah, yeah, no, gorgeous. And you mentioned earlier how hands can make the look. Mm. Can you say more about that? Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I mean, like someone said to me a while ago, like, oh, why aren't you doing makeup? You know, that's, you know, you can earn way more money doing makeup and you'd be really good at it. And I'm like, but I actually prefer hands. Like, I think hands are far more emotive than our faces are really. Like, because, you know, we can train our faces to be like really, you know, to look calm and to give eye contact and, you know, to just seem super chill. But when you see someone move their hands in a certain way, it's so telling, you know, you, you can't stop your hands from sweating. You can't stop your self-shaking or fidgeting you know they're so telling and you know it's you see it when people are elated they move their hands in a certain way and when people are stressed they move their hands in a certain way when they're sad you know there's all these like different sort of funny 
characteristics in hands that I think are so interesting. And yeah, for fashion, and I think I think it ruins the illusion of the character you're trying to create when the hands are wrong in the look. What would be an example of hands being wrong in the look? Well, you know, I've seen it before. Like I've actually in mags where you've got this model and she's so beautifully made up. She's got all the most amazing jewelry on that. Every, the look is so, so complete. And then she's got dirty bit and nails. <laughs> right. And you're like, Oh, that's just like completely just shattered every illusion I had of what she's yes. meant to be, you know? So yeah, I think like hands can make such a vast difference. And then that's not to say that every hand needs a long, elaborate nail on it. It doesn't, but it needs the right kind of nail on it yeah. for sure. Yeah. And what are the basics of hand and foot care? I would say like everything else on your body is to eat really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the best thing for your nail strength, for sure. Um, do you believe in biotin and all of these nail supplements? Well, I think like some of the supplements do actually work. I have mm-hmm. some clients who take biotin. I don't know, maybe they've had, they just have like amazingly thick, fabulous, like yeah. strong nails anyway. But I, I have, some people have found it makes a difference. The thing sure. that's tricky about biotin is it makes your skin break out often when you first start taking it. Yeah. So for me, that trade off is not worth it. But apparently yeah. once you get past the breakout, then it, but yeah, it's but it's like, it's, it's that hair, skin and nail gene. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. It's all connected. So yeah. people with great nails usually have great hair and great skin. I don't know if that's true. Actually. Really? Some people, like, I kind of wonder if like all of the, like, <laughs> all of the, power of our body is like sometimes going to our hair or sometimes going to nails like because like you know some some of my clients have like the most incredible long natural nails but like their hair is like always breaking really I don't know maybe I don't know I think there might be variables in that I don't know how one grows long natural strong nails like yeah I, like is it it's just just that you don't use your hands like, I'd love to get there, but it's just feels it's really so far hard. away. Yeah, I think like it's also to do a lot with your genes as yeah, well, if you course. can. And also one of the things that makes your nail a lot stronger is like the shape of it. So mm-hmm. like it's called the C curve. It's that curve that is like on the end of your nail. Okay. If you see what I mean. So yeah. on your index finger, it's often a lot flatter. And so yes. that's why those ones always kind of break first because it's like a flatter shape. But obviously, if it's a more curved shape, like the pinky and the and the oh, ring finger interesting those always kind of last longer because it's a much stronger yes. shape more tubular yeah that's so true mm. and then it's like, always my index nail that's breaking always yeah yeah wow. same with me yeah no, I'm, so I, I'm like my mind is blown right you'll now. notice that people with like really long natural nails generally they have like a much deeper c-curve yeah yes yeah and what about your nail your actual because so i'll tell you what i do when i get a manicure i always yeah. say push the cuticles back don't yeah. cut yeah because i think once you start cutting them then they yeah, always grows back with a vengeance and it's also like really i don't think it's a good idea to hack too much off your nail it's okay. actually a very um behind there is actually quite a sort of sticky almost mucousy area um which is fine that's how it naturally is but if you start taking away all that that fold of skin you're opening and like making it really susceptible to infection and all kinds of things Ooh. you know if your nail tech isn't keeping up their hygiene standards then it's just not a good idea to hack yeah. those skin away unnecessarily you can train it to like become smaller by pushing on your cuticle back but okay so yeah. good i'm going to continue doing yeah that. yeah you're doing you're doing all the right things and then i only do gel mm-hmm. once a month i don't ever do back-to-back gel because i have this whole phobia that it's actually damaging your nail no it's not the actual products going on your nail if they're good products they shouldn't be damaged okay your nail. it's whether the only thing that's going to damage your nail whether it's acrylic or gel or anything 
is bad application and bad removal. The removal is where I fail because it you starts it to off. peel and I peel yeah. it off myself. Just get some of the little wrap things and you can just I soak know. it off yourself. It yeah. takes so much patience though. It's like I know. you do a cotton ball with acetone and then you wrap it in aluminum yeah, foil and yeah. then you wait for how long? Yeah, for a while. It depends on the <laughs> on the gel polish. Yeah. And what's the difference between shellac and gel? Shellac is a brand of gel polish. So, oh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So like there are some differences in it, like scientifically, but it's a UV reactive polish. Yeah, for sure. And it's by CND. That, CND. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite gel brand? Probably CND Shellac. Yeah. yeah for I sure. think they're, I think it's really good. It it's lasts really the longest. Good. It lasts really long. The color selection is nice. And also it is actually far quicker to, rem- I think, easier to remove True. than other brands yeah which is like kind of my big thing because you, you know you get clients who sometimes they've gone and got their nails done and they've got this like super thick gel polish on and it just takes me forever oh, to remove yeah. it and it's just you know you don't want to remove remove that yeah. kind of thing quickly otherwise you damage their nails but yeah I think shellac is nice it's also very nice and thin as well like, yes really sleek yeah on the thicker side are you familiar with cal gel I know some people who swear by it because they like the pigments but I haven't yeah. tried it myself yeah and I also, in terms of shape, like they'll be like, oh, what shape do you want? And so it's like square around. And I always say square with rounded edges. Yeah. Just because like, I think that looks nice. But what are, what are the kind of trends in nail shape and what do each of them communicate? What do they, I think like, what do they communicate? I think that's like a really hard well, thing to answer, isn't it? It is a hard thing to answer. But mm. for me, at least in my mind, where my mind goes, but I want to hear where your mind mm. goes. Like when I see like a nice oval shaped nail, it feels very ladylike and like yeah. kind of prim and proper and like a, really square feels kind of like younger and trendier and like mm. do you associate different nail shapes with yeah for sure. um, yeah definitely different nail shapes with different styles but I think you know I for like an oval shape I don't like a short oval right it's you gotta be a long you, you can't I think that oval. is an ugly shape <laughs> like I love uh I love quite a short square now or I love like a very long square I just don't like so you know some of these depending on like the shape at the end it, it looks nice also depending on the length of it I don't know so the trends thing I find like quite hard to answer too because like what would be a trend for a woman from the Bronx won't be a trend for Yummy Mummy in Fulham here. It's like such a, it's such a hard, I get asked the trends thing quite often. I actually just don't know how to answer it because I can't say what someone else (laughs) might want. Right. Also, I just don't know if I actually follow enough. I I unfollowed like a gazillion nail technicians a little while ago on Instagram because I was just like... You didn't want it clouding your... Yeah, like, I mean, if I want to create something fresh, then why am I looking at what people are doing Mm. you know like i think it's good to look outside of what you do to get inspiration like always look at cars because they have the best colors like yeah like if i'm in an uber and like going through like west london you'll get a look at all that lamborghinis like they have the best finishes like i saw this lamborghini that had like it was like a bright grass green metallic but matte finish and i was like okay i've got to like replicate that in nail polish somehow figure out a way yeah but um yeah, so cars are big inspo, for sure. How do you approach your own beauty look? Not just your nails, just your overall look. Um, I'm noticing this beautiful flick of brown yeah. eyeliner that you have. Yeah. It's so subtle, but it's Thanks. so pretty and it suits your face so well. It is. Yeah, no, because I was doing like, I was using black eyeliner and I just saw this photo of myself and I was like, why have I done that? Like, <laughs> I've got such tiny eyes. Like, why have I like hooded them with something so heavy? And like, and then I was wearing this like terracotta sort of nail color, like this dark terracotta nail color. And I was like, 
maybe that should be like on my eyes. Mm. And so um, I kind of searched forever to find like the perfect brown eyeliner and ended up settling on this, um, <laughs> this sleek uh, liquid lip. <laughs> And oh, this like dark brown color. I just used a brush, and now that's just that's my. Oh my gosh, it's a it's a lip. It's a color? liquid lip. Yeah. Wow. But it, I mean, like it just it holds because it is a liquid lip. It's See, so good. Yeah. I love this. It's yeah. brilliant because I think so much these beauty companies are trying to get you to buy very specific things. It's so ridiculous. It's yeah. so ridiculous, it's and they're so always ridiculous. pushing things on you. And I was actually just talking to. Um, She's kind of an influencer creator and she was saying she uses when she wants a really bright color on her eyes. She's like, I just use lipstick. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of if you course. look at all like any professional makeup artist, they are literally they are mixing, you know, everything that should be for whatever type. It's just migrating. It's just gone somewhere else. You know, like the eyeliner will be on the lips and then, you know, the you know, lipstick will be on the cheeks or, you know, yeah, it should be that way. It's all pigments and oils. Like it's all the same, you know, right. it's pigments, oils or like whatever else they put in it. But like it's, there's no reason why something can't go somewhere else. That's crazy. And are you into skincare? You have beautiful skin. Yeah. I mean, I've started taking more care of it now, I have to say. Yeah. You're still quite young though. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 28. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you don't have to like worry about anti-aging yet. I don't know if I'll ever I don't care. care too much yeah no like, as much as they want us to care yeah I don't know if I will like um I think my mum's beautiful she's got wrinkles but she's got like a beautiful face you know right so it's kind of like I'm not too I actually think I probably get hotter as I get older definitely probably because I know myself better too and I know what actually suits me but it's like yeah I'm not scared of getting older same I just try and make sure I just like you know actually wash the face with a flannel just like a flannel mm. every day because that's like the perfect flannel yeah. is a very uk thing what is that oh sorry yeah. is it like a washcloth yeah 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 okay. exactly like the sort of toweled wash like the toweling okay. washcloth yeah. yeah yeah so i feel like that's like the best sort of exfoliant it's like not too hard not too soft and then i'm just like completely addicted to skin food by will eater as well oh, the best and it smells so so good. Goddamn good i learned about that through this podcast and people on i have an instagram account naked beauty planet for the yeah. show Everyone said skin food, skin food, skin it's food. Because I have dry skin. So I was like, I need it. I get such dry skin. Yeah. Such dry skin. Yeah. And for hand and foot care, do mm. you do exfoliation? Do you do hand creams? Do you ever like wear those gloves that you sleep in at night? No, I don't go as far <laughs> as that. I mean, because I also, my hands are just like kind of knackered and they always will be because of the jobs I've had before, you know, like they're, they're working hands. <laughs> So, you know, that's fine. For feet, like my favorite, I always, whenever I have a shower, I always use a pumice stone. Yes. Every time. Okay. Um, every shower. It makes my skin, my feet just like, just feel so clean. It's so good. And then, um, there's actually another Will Eater product as well that's really good. It's the foot balm and it's, it's so nice. It's like, it dries so like you can feel the moisture being kept in by all the clays in it, but it's it's when you put your shoes on, it doesn't feel sticky. Oh, that's it doesn't good. ever feel sweaty. It feels nice and dry and it's got this most refreshing scent in it ever. It's so good. Oh. I would say though that if you've got dark skin, don't use it on the top of your foot, only the sole because of the clays do make you look ashy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> good looking. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I've always had dry skin on the bottoms of my feet. And sometimes I find that even when I go and it gets like all buffed off, it's like so soft afterwards. But then it just calluses right back up because yeah. it's like you kind of need the calluses. As yeah, like you cushion. do. Like callus is your skin's way of protecting itself. Yeah. Like, I don't know why there's such a, a fear of callus. Stigma. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look beautiful. Well, you know, 
that's why like a pumice stone is good because it takes as much as you need to away. But when, when you've soaked your feet in hot water and then you get everything hacked off, they can't tell what's dead skin, what's callous and what's like fresh skin anymore. You know, it's all. So you soft. recommend doing it on dry skin? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you, I mean, when I start off my pedis, I do all the callus removal dry. Oh, I mean, it's not everyone's way of doing it, but I think it's, I think it's better that way because also once it's, if it's all been taken away and then it's exposed, your skin's like, and then it just like it wants to just build it all back up again and it's just going to come back with a vengeance so i think just little amounts off regularly is really all you need that's smart like pumice stone in the shower is the perfect amount have you heard of baby foot Mm-mm. it's like this oh gosh it's kind of gruesome it's like this foot treatment it's almost like an exfoliating mask for your feet and then over the course of a week your feet peel and it's like sheets of skin people are obsessed with this i've like watched all these youtube videos <laughs> and i think i tried it once and i didn't have like the peeling sensation that everyone did and i was like this feels like but people are obsessed with that okay and then sounds intense it's- <laughs> there is a really great callus remover gel it's like i don't know what's in the gel but it's like a gel that you put on before you do the buffing mm. that i find like makes a big difference but I've, i feel like i've tried everything to remove calluses on my feet yeah, I think just go with the pumice stone in the shower. Yeah, right? Every time you shower, do just do that because it's taking it off slowly mm-hmm. and it's not too intense. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I've just done yeah. forever. You yeah. know, even before I was a nail tech and really cared about, you know, looking after myself yeah. properly. Like pumice stone in the shower was something I always had. Yeah. Do you know CeraVe? Do you guys have that here? Maybe, but I don't okay. know. They have a great foot cream that has salicylic acid in it. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's like chemical exfoliation, but yeah. food, I think that works well too. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it does. The other thing that I learned only this year that you're supposed to put sunscreen on the tops of your hands. Yeah. I mean, sunscreen just wherever. I mean, I put, I'm so diligent about sunscreen on my face and my neck. And then when I'm like out, like I'll put it on my whole body, like if I'm at the beach, but day to day, I never put sunscreen on my, like the tops of my hands. But that's the first, they say you're looking up a lot of the, like they are direct to the sun. So direct to the sun. And I don't know if you can see, but I have like these little freckles kind of on my hand. And when I don't, like when I've been in the sun a lot, I see that there are more of them and I'm like, oh gosh, these are going to... Yeah, my hands get spots. really freckly in the, like, when yeah. I'm in the sun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like the like just as important as like the tops of your feet if they're exposed. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you have a favorite hand cream? Yeah, and it's like actually one of the cheapest ever as well. But it's... Um, I love to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, the Dr. Organic Coconut Hand Cream. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. And it's like, I kind of like hand creams that aren't sticky. Yes. You know, oh my God. Yes. I just, you know, it's like nice to have like a really intensive like hand treatment, but like day to day, you don't want it to be sticky. So that Dr. Bronner one is so, not Dr. Bronner, sorry, Dr. Organic. It's so nice because it's, it feels like it, it feels like a film sort of like covering your hands and it's super soft. And I think it, for me, it, I can still feel the softness even after I've washed my hands. Yes. That's the it's, best. It's great. Yeah. It's so good. And like, I think it's only like eight quid or something. It's amazing. Yeah. I say quid. I'm a yeah. British yeah, <laughs> but I've been learning all of these new terms since I've been here, and I'm yeah, like, oh, I need to like just bring these into my yeah. vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. So, what are the beauty trends or nail trends or products that you absolutely love? Like your top three products that I love. I yeah, I guess the the Walida foot one is like a really big favorite at the moment. I absolutely love that. I really like for the base coat. I love Orly Bonda. It's like a rubberized base coat, and it's really thin. And I do think it actually really helps a lot polishes wise 
I think for ease of use, I'd say like CND's Vinylux. Okay. Polish is really good. And you can also get matching. So all the colors they have in shellac, they also have in Vinylux. So if you don't want shellac on your toes, but you want it to match, there you go. I'm happy you bring up this matching thing. Mm. How do you feel about mani-pedi matching? I mean, like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I rarely do a matching I rarely match either. Yeah, because I think actually my the skin color on my feet is so different to on my hands as well. Yeah, it's just, I it's just like a, and I feel like you can do brighter colors on your feet. Yeah, for sure. And then your hands like it may not match with what you're wearing, even yeah, though like, you just might, you might not want to see it all the time. All the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about how do you feel about kind of more of these like five free non toxic? Yeah, I think a lot of it. I mean, some of it's true, and a lot of it is like total really? bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot of it is like, unfortunately, scaremongering. Um, There was actually, you know, there was never, I think, you know, a lot of it's like, oh, it's like free from formaldehyde. And it's like, I don't know which nail polishes had formaldehyde (laughs) in them. Like, what is this, you know? And like, also the thing that bugs me the most actually is the idea of breathable nail polish. That really, because... I've never even heard of that. Yeah, so there's like a few different brands that will say that they have like breathable nail polish, which is it's just not true like also your for starters your nails don't breathe it's dead cells it's like our hair whatever it's like you know um that so that's just kind of like absolute rubbish but yeah the idea of it being breathable i just find really ridiculous so so you don't think there's like a huge benefit in getting these kind of non-toxic and i'm putting toxic nail varnish was like never you know your your nail plate isn't absorbent enough to to really feel any effect of any brand of nail varnish whether five free or not yeah yeah i think actually what people should be more concerned about actually is the brands of gel polish they're using perhaps and then also what does scare me a bit is these gel polish at home kits i've also seen some like kits that you can buy to use at home for like dipping as well you're doing the sns dipping and i think it's a very quick way of actually becoming allergic to those products. Sure. Like, cause, you know, overexposure to gel pod- products, if you're not doing it right, if you're getting it all over your epinicum, your cuticle or yeah. on your skin, you're going to become allergic to it so, so quickly. Sure. And you'll really feel the effects of that. Your nail plate might lift or so those kind of things. Yeah. Probably, stay away. I think stay away. Yeah, definitely stay away. And you do acrylic nails as well, mm. which is like a whole art form. Yeah. And I, I did acrylics once in Thailand and it was such a disaster because. <laughs> Well, one, I just went to some random place. It was just so... Have you been to Thailand? I haven't, no. Okay, beauty treatments there are incredibly inexpensive. It's yeah, like, yeah. Worryingly so, but yeah. Yeah. Well, not as worrying there because everything's inexpensive. Okay. So it's like kind of... But I got these super long... I think got, they call them coffin nails. Mm. Have you heard this term? Mm-hmm. I just couldn't even use my hands. And I'm like, wow, I don't... It's amazing to me that people operate in the world with acrylic nails this long. Yeah. You get so used to it, though. I think they look sick. Yeah. I don't think they're for me and my personal style, but I think they're just so cool. Yeah, so much fun. I actually, you know what, when I have like acrylics on for a long amount of time, it takes me so long to get used to having them off. Mm. Way longer than it does to having them on. Interesting. Because you just become so accustomed to this like extra length on your body, you know, and like people are like, oh, how do you do anything with long nails? It's like, well, you just 
You just, you just get use your hands it. differently. I might use more tools rather than picking things up with mm-hmm. my fingers or, you know, it's, there's always like a way around it. I think, yeah, I love having long nails so much. So question for you on this whole trend of like the long acrylic nails. Mm-hmm. For so long, it was so popular within the black community. Yeah. And it was this thing where there were all of these nail shops where women would get super long nails, so long to the point that they curled over. Yeah. And adding interesting things like adding dollar bills yeah. and adding yeah. piercings and adding really extravagant over the top things to their nails. And then more and more editorial publications like The Vogue yeah, would yeah. kind of do the trend. And it was seen as like high fashion, whereas on black women and a lot of the communities yeah. where this trend came from, it's considered ghetto as a white nail tech. How, yeah. do you, how do you kind of toe the line between like cultural appropriation or making sure that if you are doing styles like this, that they're connected back to the originators of of the trend. Yeah. I think it's like with every time, every time someone asks me to do a long nail or I get like an email being like, oh, we want you for this editorial. We want like ridiculously long nails. And I'm thinking like, why? (laughs) But why though? Yeah. Like with every other choice you make about what you're putting on your model, why? Yes. Because like that model might not necessarily like need long nails yes. and had to commit complete this look if you're doing it for for shock I'm not interested like right. I think that's boring you know I think people can wear you know people can wear what they want to wear mm-hmm. and people can have the style of nail that they mm-hmm. want but they have to have it for the right reasons yeah. and they have to respect all the people that have had it done before them right you know what I mean have you ever felt like you've been in a situation where it was clear they were going for like a hood yeah I mean I literally a while ago I had this like gay guy he was like I want some ratchet ghetto nails by you and I was like (laughs) I was like I don't even know like (laughs) 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 it's never gonna happen (laughs) I know I was just like that's I was just thinking in my head, I was like, well, I'm, you know, he's like, luckily he's not sat down at my nail desk asking me for this, but it's just like, at least I've just met him out and I can just walk away from this like whole scenario. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I just think, God, no, you really just, you would not honor that look at all. Yes. You would just not honor it. Yeah. And I think so many, you know, so many women have spent so much money and so much creative energy and so much time and training to do the nails to it's just you got to be always be respectful yeah. of the industry you're working in and always know the history and yes the implications of of what it has what it means to have the wrong nail on the wrong person yes yes so, yeah. i'm happy to hear you say that yeah <laughs> you say that what are the it doesn't have to be nail trends it can be beauty trends but what are the things that you hope are on their way out that you just do not like to see Mm. other than breathable nails breathable nails yeah (laughs) other than all the like hoaxes yeah I mean there's obviously stuff that I'm bored of but what are you bored of I think I'm bored of the holographic nail oh really but then on the right thing it could be amazing maybe it just needs changing yeah you know I kind of don't know like trends are so funny because like we look back on them and it really makes us feel like we're back in that time again for that reason like trends are quite a sort of sweet comforting thing I I love when I see French manicures now yeah like a a true like not like a trendy like a classic French manicure I'm like I don't know why it's like so nostalgic for me so yeah and it's just looks so good yeah it looks so good it's really chic yeah so chic but I think like you know even if there's a trend that I don't like there's I can look at it and be like, okay, I can pull something away from that. You know, like that could be amazing if it's just turned on its head a bit or mm. or just shown in a different way. I kind of don't like to diss any nail trend because it could be someone's absolute favorite, you okay. know, but yeah. like there's some techniques that I'm just like, you know, I've just seen it so much. But then if I was shown it in a different light, I might love it. So yeah, I don't know. 
I'm not like, I think I'm probably more wanting certain methods yeah, to what go are, away. What are, what are the methods that you think are not good? Methods that I want to go away. Actually, you know what I want to go away is people calling non-standard salons Chinese salons. Oh my God. That's what I want to go away, actually. <laughs> Yeah, people do that. And like, I just, you know, you don't actually know where they're from in the salon. And it's also really disrespectful to any Chinese woman who uses really good practice. Of course. Um, Yikes. Yeah. So I think like that I want to really go away because people don't even realize like what they're saying when they're doing that. And also adding to the like not engaging with the person doing your nails, like not tipping well drives me crazy. Yeah. Also, I and I'm so guilty of this when I do regular polish, I'll bump it and then like I'll have to fix it and then I'll bump it again. And not, but I, yeah. I, I take that in mind and yeah, I add it to yeah. the tip. Like I, yeah. you really have to like treat the person that's doing your nails with respect and yeah. acknowledge it as a profession and compensate them fairly. Exactly. And you know what? If you want to pay £10 for a set of acrylics, which is just the lowest amount of money ever, don't complain about what you get. <laughs> Please. You get what you pay for. And like, you know, you can't be like a little brat once you're in that chair. Like you have no, why should they give you extra? Because, you know. know. Right. You're paying 10 pounds. You don't have to say how much you charge unless you want to. (laughs) But what's the most expensive like manicure with full works acrylic that you've ever heard of? Like how much can people really be paying for nails? It can just be endless. Like, have you heard like 200 pounds? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because really? it, yeah, it's like, okay, so firstly, a mobile. I've got to travel to someone. Yep. So I, that's like a cost in itself. Okay, yep. And then I get there, they might need gel removal or acrylic removal. So that costs money. And that could take up to an hour sometimes, depending yeah. on what like they've got on their nails. Right. So that needs to be done. Then fresh set of acrylics. Then all the nail art, you know, like, so, I mean, I mean, I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it's so much fun. Like, especially people, like people know that like people want to get creative and keep stuffing stuff on their nails. Like yeah. it brings them so much joy, you know, and like good nails just costs a lot of money because you've just got to add up the hours that you've done, the training that you've had, sure. the amount of practice that it's taken. You know, it's kind of totally. You know, and then, you know, like Swarovski is like on mass is expensive. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So if you want like a full Swarovski, that's just going to cost you money. Oh, yeah. I could talk to you about nails for literally hours. For people that are reluctant to dip their toe in like the nail waters, if they want to try mm-hmm. something new, like what are some lightweight ways that they can get, like just try things? Like, is it like, oh, maybe try a neon nail first or maybe try like a design on one nail? Like what are baby steps? Baby steps. I think. Try a colour you would never normally wear. Okay. And actually, because before I was doing nails, I always wore this one colour, Clam Bake by Essie. It's like (laughs) the nicest, best red ever. It's so good. It's actually just hands down the best red ever. But now I wear colours that I actually just don't think will suit me. Really? And I just to try it. And then I end up loving them. Like this blue on my toes I love it I always thought that like my skin was just way too pink to ever have like a bright blue on it but I just it makes me happy so I think like just try colors that you you wouldn't normally wear I think it's such a fun thing to do and it's not it's not permanent it's not a tattoo just take it straight off if you hate it true but you might realize that actually that green or that yellow goes with all of your clothes so much yes. better than the red or nude does Ooh, i'm gonna get my literally after we record yeah this, i'm just <laughs> yeah. like Ooh, what color am i gonna get yeah yeah what do you and so it's 
summer's coming to an end, sadly. Yeah. Getting into fall. Yeah. What fall colors do you like? Like, do you love a classic red in fall? Do you love burgundy? Like, do you, do you kind of switch the tone of your colors for the I season? I kind of find in, in winter and autumn, I actually end up wearing brighter colors because I'm wearing darker colored clothes. Smart. So yeah, winter, like the last winter, I was like wearing like this neon yellow for a while just because it's just like it really you suddenly need something needs to cheer you up (laughs) but then if you want like a really one of my favorite or sort of autumnal colors ever is what's it called yeah i think it's called you're not glistening to me by artistic nail design and that is like the nicest warmest metallic copper color ever and it's so flattering on so many different people i've tried it on so many different skin tones and like kinds of fingers and it's just really flattering and beautiful yeah i love a chocolate brown nail oh so so classy so nice it's so nice i yeah. used to do dove gray because i thought that but then i got bored of that and mm. then i started doing ch- like chocolate brown like a yes. dark brown and i think that's so, so chic nice. it's, it's so chic yeah. yeah it looks amazing with literally whatever you wear yeah i love it now and also now now i kind of want to try acrylics <laughs> yeah i mean like as long as they're just like done by the right person yeah yeah, I think like it's so for those of us that can't afford your mobile services. Yeah. What are nail salons that you recommend in, in London? Ama the salon okay. is in Brixton and you can't get uh, acrylics there, but they do amazing work on natural nails. So okay. if you love like a really good gel polish or you want like an incredible pedicure, that is probably the nicest place to go to okay. in London for sure. Yeah. And if your gel is done well, how long should it last? Depends on your lifestyle. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it really depends on your lifestyle. It can last up to two weeks. I hear that quoted often, but it's and it has lasted. Um, you know, I've I've done I put gel polish on before, and then I've gone on holiday, and it's lasted me two weeks. Nice. But then if I put gel polish on here, and then I'm using all the different chemicals, dragging my kit all around London, it just you know, yeah. Ciao, see you later. It's not it's not there in a week. <laughs> <laughs> so like it just totally depends on your lifestyle yeah. and how you, you look after it. But one thing that will really really help is using cuticle oil on it. And like, really? yeah, okay. you should just use cuticle oil all the time anyway. If you want stronger nails, yes. I actually don't know if the hardening thing works. I actually think you maybe want to provide a bit more flexibility so that when they do get knocked, they mm. can bend and they're like, you know. Oh, interesting. And also, yeah, almond oil is really good if you just want like a cheap yes. option. Yeah, almond oil is great. And I, I use Tamanu oil. Are you familiar mm, with this? No. It's really good for your nails. Okay. I'm like, I have a whole apothecary oh, of oils. Nice. And yeah. Yeah, 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 nice. So other than having your hands and feet done really nicely... Mm. What makes you feel really good? Like, are you into fragrance or like, what's, what are your things to feel your yeah. beautiful? Oh my God. Yeah. If I don't have my perfume on, I feel like trapped. Like naked, right? Yeah. Like I don't feel like myself. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I actually, I'm going to see if I keep talking, but yeah. I'm going to see if I have it because I make my own fragrance blends. Oh, fab. For you to try. Oh, it's not in this bag. I'm going to show you out there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Okay. Continue. Um, yeah. Oh, and what fragrance do you wear? I mix a few together. Ooh. So they're all Comme de Garçons ones, but there's one I use Black Pepper, Wonderwood and Wonderood. Nice. Um, and sort of like maybe I like keep the oud for evening. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Black Pepper and Wonderwood are so nice. Like Black Pepper literally just smells like Black Pepper. Yeah. Delicious. Love it. And then Wonderwood is like very sort of cedar woody, like very savory, okay. woody flavors. My favorite. I absolutely love. I make a blend that you would be obsessed with because I just got black pepper essential oil. Mm. So I do black pepper, clary sage and grapefruit essential oh, oil. That sounds like heaven. It's yeah. so good. I want to smell that. Yeah, so <laughs> the the yeah. one I have today is like Palo Santo. Um, and I think this one has grapefruit too, but you mm. can try it after. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
anything else you do to just feel like extra? Extra gorgeous. I think having a bath is so good. Yes. Like, you know, I think over winter, I kind of try and make a whole, just try and make a point of having a bath. Like no matter like how late I get back home, have a bath. So nice. Yeah. It really like warms you up. It makes your skin great. Like, you know, yeah, I love that. Being by the sea makes me feel beautiful. Yeah. When do you feel most beautiful? Orgasm helps. (laughs) Orgasm really helps. But then, um, yeah, if not, then like, I think being by the sea is just amazing. Even if it's like not even sunny, just like feeling the elements is great. My hair goes so nice after I've been in the sea. Like I have the hair that's meant for that sort of salt water. It goes so ringlety. Like I love it. Yeah. Maybe you were a mermaid in a former life. I hope so. (laughs) I got a raw deal when I reincarnated. human form (laughs) oh my gosh sylvie it was such a pleasure to talk to you i I swear i could talk to you for like two hours more (laughs) we like barely scratched the surface but i'm inspired oh i'm glad to do more stuff with my nails and it's just so interesting to learn about your process and how you got into it so thank you so much for being on the show it's so nice to meet you honestly thank you so much for having me and this wasn't actually terrifying okay good good (laughs) that means i'm doing my job yeah no okay great all right thank you guys for listening up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com